You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, so welcome in one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards at Britball podcast. We are, we're doing the equivalent, I suppose, if, you, if you're a Soccer, Soccer Saturday fan or you're a BBC uh, was it final score for fan? We, we're doing we're going around the grounds. We're going up and down uh, the UK. We're going to be talking to some teams and we're talking to some head coaches, some managers, some uh, players uh, along the way. So yeah, if you are if you're someone involved in Britball with a team and you want to get your team on uh, to talk about your team, talk about the you know the upcoming season and the trials and tribulations of being a Britball player, do get in contact with us at Full Ten Yards on the Twitter. Um, but uh, for, yeah, we are joined as you can see. By Andy Taylor uh, of the Merseyside Nighthawks. In this one, um, Andy, obviously you, you joined us as part of the the Britball quiz a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, wasn't wasn't to be on that occasion, but you were you were after after Group One, you were the clubhouse leader. But uh, you, uh, hopefully, you've you've had enough time now to to, to get over that, and you, you've we've moved on. It's the it's the problem with teeing off first, isn't it? So uh, it's it's the first one in the clubhouse is never the one who's there at the end, really, is it? And uh, I, I I thought I called it with Roger. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're we're, we're nearly onto a winner there, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, I didn't bet on myself anyway. Yeah, no, it's a uh, Roger with a with a, an exemplary performance. And if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and, and check on our YouTube uh, channel. We did a Britball quiz where we had uh, 10, 12 teams uh, come on representing their, their team and we gave uh, gave away £100. So go and check that on YouTube. Uh, just search for full 10 yards. Bandy, yeah, like I say, yeah. The reason, obviously, we got you on as well uh, as part of our, our Britball rebrand and uh, you know, kind of a rebrand of, of the full ten yards. A bit more focus around Britball. We don't, we, you know, we're here for Britball at the end of the day. And you know, part of the reason we wanted to get you on and it was just to kind of announce the you know, uh, kind of a yeah, we've dedicated funds per month to, to sponsor you guys and um, you know, just to get a bit more insight into into the Merseyside Nighthawks and if they get your your, your new name out there to people that maybe don't know you know from that area and uh just to bring the Britball community a bit more uh together and kind of you know, get to know one one another but uh yeah with with with, with yourself obviously you, i've got you down here as the the operations manager and you uh, was the running backs coach but you've you since told me off air that you're the defensive line coach so i hope that i haven't got you in too much trouble with uh with that because i believe that you do the website as well <laughs> but yeah um, absolutely yeah. Yeah, but uh, what um, t- tell us a bit on on how you got how you got into the sport, obviously, yeah, and how you got into contact with the Mosai Nighthawks and kind of your, yeah, your what you what you do with the guys there. Yeah, so um, I got I got into the sport a bit late, uh, re- regrettably. Uh, if I if mm. I'd done the Google search a little bit sooner uh, in my university career, I probably would have uh, joined the John Moore's Fury, mm. uh, which was my alumni. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I I remember watching the uh, the Broncos Seahawks. Uh, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl uh, straight system. after that, yeah, that's the one. So straight after that Super Bowl, I googled American football near me, and and then there's Sydney Hawks popped up, and uh, I did a couple of years as a as a very bad uh, def- cornerback. Um, you know, not, not even close to quick enough to play cornerback, and touched many <laughs> many times, but it didn't it didn't stop me loving the game. I, I, I think that the Nighthawks, you know, have had a great setup where you where you you. you you walk into a brotherhood. You you earn your earn your stripes, you know, and and then uh, you, you, for me, I, I got the bug. I got bitten by the bug, and I, and I just wanted to to uh, to keep going. And so I had a bit of a hiatus last couple of years, uh, personal personal sort of you know get, getting a family up and running and stuff, and yeah. then back to it. Uh, the, the the kind of the 
the um the pandemic made me reflect on what I was missing in life and and uh, Ms. Sinai Hawks was one of them and I haven't looked back since probably mm. August last year now we've been full steam ahead for, from then yeah, it'd be, it will be fascinating. I would say when we go around all the teams, and there's going to be so many different stories of you know people that have you know obviously we've not had football for nearly what, two years or, or whatever, and um, people either going one way of falling out of love of the game because they've gotten old and you know obviously your mental health and they can't bring themselves to play anymore. But then the other way around, let's say there might be people out there struggling with their mental health, finding football this year and and then go the other way as well. So hopefully, yeah, we, as we go uh, and I say you, you'll probably experience it with with players in your in your team and rookies maybe that maybe come in. So so yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting moment to, to understand you know, kind of the mentality because you know it's not it's not the most participated sport. It's obviously not as high on the list as soccer and rugby and cricket and all the rest of it. And you know, obviously with with um, your groupings that have been restricted over the past couple of years, it's not a sport that you you can't have like a five bite. Well, you can have flag, I suppose, but um, you know you need a lot of people to, to get in the huddle, and it's you know been re- restricted and prohibited, I suppose, for, for the best part of nearly two years, a year and a half. So, um, but just on just on the, the financial side obviously you know, mentioned that we, we we're delighted to to be able to to contribute even small amounts to you to you guys per month what is was it like been over the 18 months or so because it's not the again running the club's not the cheapest of things in, in american football and i know subs is is always a, a hot topic but what for, from from Merseyside's point of view do you know much about how how easy has it been to to kind of keep going you know there, there will be teams that have have struggled financially and Merseyside uh, obviously been okay and has it been easy enough to, to kind of keep the sponsors that you do have uh, kind of ticking over on board and, and, and continuing to invest in? Have you seen anyone, you know, with the momentum that hopefully Britball will will gather when they when they do get back on? You know, has it been how, how has it been like financially? Uh, financially, you know, um, we've been okay actually. Um, uh, Pete Pete our general manager, has always left us in a good position at the end of the season. Um, he, him, and uh, you know, support and cast around him, uh, few and far between as they are, uh, uh, they, they've they've left it in a good place by the end of 2019, which you know we reflected on as a club um, a couple of weeks ago that that's over 600 days since we were last on the field together, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we. You know, you touched on the mental health side, and it would be good to reflect on that. With it being Mental Health Awareness Week at some point, mm. and um, from a financial aspect, uh, it's certainly um, it, it, we've been fine. We, we've been absolutely fine. We 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 left ourselves in a position where we didn't uh, didn't owe anything, um, and we all we had what we had in the bank was what we had in the bank, and what we then needed to do was when we heard that you know that that lockdown was easing and. Before then, we we made sure we had our plan in place as to what we were going to do when we were allowed to, um, and it was myself and Pete who who started that ball rolling, and then we had um, about uh, nine or ten guys who were part of the organisation who who were who were up for it to get it going for when we were ready, and uh, we did a bit of recruiting. We did quite a bit of investment into recruitment for not only players but for coaches and for also. Um, those who were going to help on on our committee, and where at one point we had uh, five coaches on our staff, and we had two people on our committee, and we've now got nine people on our committee and twelve coaches. Um, so we're, we're really happy with the place where we're at to to keep going, and and we and we recognise that this is going to be almost like a, a false start this season. 
yeah it's almost like uh you know get the rust off get ready for the next season um we're, we're not happy where we are as an organization we want to be better we want to be challenging the likes of tamworth and going to the brit bowl and and appearing in in um in in europe uh that's that's our aspiration and that's where we want to be but at the same time we want to be in a position where uh players don't need to pay to play um we are in one of the least affluent areas in the country in merseyside we've got mm. some areas who are in the bottom five percent of affl- uh, affluence and dep- and top five in, ep- in deprivation mm. and so we want to make sure that we're inclusive of all as well and that might sound like cliche but we really mean it we, we really want to make sure that our players don't have to pay to play for us yeah, absolutely. And does that say, did that is that all part and parcel of an operation manager? And just maybe for people, some of the people that don't know what an operation manager does in a, in a Britball team, we just got a gloss over of what your your kind of day to day. You are you at Merseyside HQ at the moment as we speak, or are you? Uh, no, yeah. I, I'm in work. I'm uh, I work for Alder Hay Children's Hospital, so uh, I'm a pharmacist there. So I am currently off duty, just in case anyone's listening in. <laughs> uh, I I have finished work and I and I've joined you rather than uh, rather than head back home right away and um so in my in my day job i'm a pharmacist at old hay children's hospital very proud of that but where my passion truly lies is is in american football so uh it was funny operations manager was a was a, a pick a pick a pick a name out of thin air really uh, yeah, yeah yeah i i would i would say that i i help i i help peter horgan get things done um <clears throat> so uh, really, uh, in the last, uh, I can only lay claim to being involved since about August, September last year, um, yeah. where recruitment, uh, social media, um, uh, uh, fun, uh, trying to automate our funds, so trying not to deal with cash or back yeah. transfers, actually making it automated, mm-hmm. um, being able to uh, get ourselves on the pitch, uh, introducing rookies who have been waiting in the wings for 18 months to get involved. Um, so that what we do know is that that's just not not sustainable long term. So hopefully, I will soon become secretary, not operations manager, and everybody else can do a little bit uh, as we go yeah, along. And that's why we've set up a committee. Bit of delegation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, it, what's what's it, so for you personally? We're just before we move on. Like, what, what's your what's your goals? Obviously, we're working behind the scenes now. Is there any particular aspirations or goals that you've got? Obviously, you mentioned there about being a secretary, but are you looking to to go further and being a general manager, run your own team, or what, what, what what's the roadmap look like? Yeah. <laughs> Pete keeps um, keeps threatening to walk away and leave me to it, uh, but I, I'm uh, not going to let him. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I am not ready for that at all. I, I'm very new, and uh, my aspirations are to to take Merseyside Nighthawks as far as we can take them. Um, I want to make sure that we are affordable because uh, we all know that it's an expensive sport to get involved with. But I want to make sure we're affordable. We're, we're really lucky that we we uh, and this is exclusive for you, Tim. Uh, we we got a Sport England grant on Monday uh, for for nine thousand eight hundred and fifty pounds. So we're really happy to have that come through, and that will mm. make sure that we don't have to share um, uh, share equipment with with some of our players, and we can bring in more rookie and more rookies into the team. Mm. Um, so for me, I want us to be able to recruit well. I want us to retain well, so we can develop year on year. Um, I want to see us in uh, in the final uh, soon, sooner rather than later. Um, mm. And Peter's always had it that he wants to be a cashless club and he wants to be um, a, a zero a zero pay to play. Yeah. Um, and if we yeah. can do that whilst also developing our product, I'll be I'll be delighted. I'll be delighted. 
There you go, breaking news on the Forty Yards podcast. There you go. This, this is where you come for the content, ladies and gents. Um, just, just on, on touching on that, then Andy you mentioned obviously about you know keeping rookies and you know and the, and the state of the players. How, what's it been like from Merseyside? Obviously, you know, give us give us a general gist of yeah you know, how how long have you guys been back for? What's what's training been like numbers wise? You know, what, what what's kind of the state of play for for Merseyside? Yeah, uh, so uh, you, you may or may not know, but in Merseyside we've gone through three waves, unlike nationally, where uh, we're, cu- we're currently coming out of the second wave. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of nerves um, in the area. Um, so we, as we came out of the summer lockdown, we came, we went back into a, a wave in October, November, which is why we had a dip around Christmas and actually we were in a good position uh, mm-hmm. locally. But the, and we, we actually nearly got back on the field in November, like probably most people did. Uh, but after that, that second and third wave, we made it clear that that we aren't rushing back. We aren't we aren't going to do that to our players where we where we put them on and take it away from them again because we've, yeah, we felt yeah, that, that was yeah. doing more damage than, than good for from a mental health point of view. Um, so we got back. Um, when did we get back on the field? So we we're we're in our uh, fourth week this week. Uh, back on the field so we got back two weeks later that was because of our our training facilities not opening because we train in the school and they couldn't open up until until the the lockdown lockdown restricted uh mm. restrictions lifted in was it eight, was it end of march um i think can't remember now i don't know um, days yeah. and months just roll into one i just don't care i just I, look I, outside and see if it's light or dark and then i know exactly. it's day or night time and night time exactly <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's it. I mean, I, I can't remember 2020, to be honest. Um, it, it's, it's been mental, you know, NHS worker. So, um, like I say, I remember going into it in February and apparently we're out of it now. And, and it feels like it's just been one day after another. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of nerves um, around coming back. Um, we made our top priority that um, getting back on the field wasn't our priority. It was actually patient. It was our patient safety. You can tell where I am. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was player safety, uh, yeah, yeah. Play, player and coach safety, which is top priority. And and um, Pete Organ and Coach Penn, our head coach, were were dead set on that we weren't going to rush back, and we'll get back when we're safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was about three weeks ago now. And um, uh, shout out to Chris Dadswell, our our defensive coordinator, who's taken on the role of COVID officer for us, uh, COVID nineteen officer, and he has nailed it. Um, mm. You know, uh, from a risk assessment point of view, from a training point of view, it's been mm. he's done a really really good job. And he's taken on a role that probably not many people would want to do. No, exactly. Is there anything? Is there any particular hurdles? Anything that surprised you? Have you had to put anything specifically in place, COVID related, and or? Um... So anything maybe maybe surprised you guys that you didn't really think you had to consider, but needs to be obviously been put because of restrictions and guidelines and that stuff. Yeah, it's funny because, like I said, I've lived with it since since February within within the the healthcare setting. So I kind of knew what was coming, but not how it translated onto the field. And yeah, and um, certainly when you when you're talking to a coordinator or a head coach, where where they're thinking about the whole picture, you know, as a as a rookie. I'm first year D-line coach, you know, I'm just, I'm still thinking about how do I, how do I improve someone's stance, let alone the yeah, rest yeah, of the, the, rest yeah, of the training. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the hurdles really are making sure that nobody's coming into training that, that could be potentially unwell or REM or has been and putting player safety, player safety and coach safety at risk. So we have um, somebody taking a temperature of every, pay, every person coming into training, uh, no one can step in without that. They fill out a questionnaire um, and they make sure that they that we're recording that somebody has 
uh, you know, almost like the track and trace thing. Chris Abel's yeah. done a great job. We've got a QR code, which actually links into the NHS app, track and trace, which I didn't even know you could do when he's done it. Yeah. Um, and really, the, when, when we talk about on the field, it's actually the, the, the group of sixes, which is the big challenge. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got groups of position groups that, that are way beyond six, uh, some that aren't, but you know, uh, most that yeah. are, are way beyond six. So then how as one, do, how one positional coach, how do you train more than six people who can't be, can't be together? So we, we actually ended up splitting our big field, which is what, which is what Childwall Academy is in, in Liverpool. Yeah. It's, uh, we split it into four, four sections, no more than 30 per four. And then we had no no more than groups of six in that. So you imagine that's a bit of a logistical nightmare and and uh, it probably put off the returners coming for a couple of weeks because it, it felt like a bit more of a rookie session than it did yeah. than it did yeah, proper yeah. training. But we're back to it now and, and we're, we're one big happy family again. Yeah, and yeah. be honest, what percentage of players have forgot how to tackle? How long, how long did it take them to remember how to tackle safely? Uh, it was the running <laughs> and the moving that was the tricky thing. You know, just after just after team warm up, there was thighs pulled, and you know, oh, my thigh hasn't moved like this before. You know, no, Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, obviously, yeah, looking forward then, uh, Andy. Obviously, Moses, I, we, all, we all know that provisionally we're, we're looking at kind of regional leagues, and you know that kind of puts the cat cats amongst the pigeons a little bit um you know if you if you're kind of a middle of the road team or you're a team that maybe like a div one team then you know it's, it's kind of good from the aspect that you get to see what the, the top tier teams are like and but also you, you know again you get to uh, not necessarily ease off against, against the teams that maybe div two and an associate but you know essentially you know you have games that you you'll you'll be up for because they're they're you know above you in terms of status and, and, and tier but also again you get a, a chance then to you know have be creative in the teams that maybe you, you feel as a team should be beating but what what do you make of of the decision to go regional obviously you're, you're in with with um with Lancashire Halton Chester there you know a couple of you know, decent teams in there obviously you, you got Lee Lee in there as well what, what do you make of the, the firstly the regional um return but doing it regionally uh compared to the, obviously we, we were never really gonna be able to achieve divisional and the, the tier structure as it was was two years ago but your, your thoughts on that uh so we what people probably don't realize is that we were actually involved in the discussion around that uh, right okay you know, so uh i've got to give a shout out to warren smart um in baffa he does take some slack but he, you know he's had to deal with all of this and he's you know as, as a uh, to, to get us up and running actually to get some sort of ga games this season um you know the, we, people have, I, I do think people have got to realize the mammoth task that, that he's had to do that nobody wants to do you know no. and um and actually we were involved in the discussion so we, we actually got uh, he actually got all of prem north into a room and we talked about it um, okay. and uh the, the 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 priority from most of us um and i don't think i'm talking that term saying this is that actually travel was the concern so mm -hmm. it, you know, as we all know away days is 50 to 100 people on a bus and we yeah. and we travel the the the, the, the white you know as as north as edinburgh and yeah. the south as tamworth until you get to the playoffs where we might head off head, head over to london so um that that really concerned us as my hawks um we have had uh, indirect losses to covid um within within the organization um i've 
I've worked through it. Um, right. We've we've had we in older hey we've actually taken adults as a children's hospital, you know, and so we we've seen it and and the and the, the trauma that comes with that is not nice. We also know uh, publicly we've had losses within the division. Um, you know, most notably from my point of view is obviously the coordinator down in Tamworth. Um, and the the the, fe the feeling for us was that travel was was not an option. Um, it wasn't an option for us to do because that's that that didn't make sense from a COVID point of view to stick a hundred people on a on a coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it felt as if the only realistic choice was to be regional um, or to not travel um, too far. But as you say, the the issue being is that. Um, that there's only one other Prem in our region, a Prem team in our region. Uh, Lancashire, obviously, ex-Prem in recent years, so yeah. it would be up there. But um, it, it, that does lend itself to a, to a disparity in in, in skill. Um, mm. But, um, you know, schedules to be released. Uh, you know, I don't know whether I can talk about the schedule or not, but I've seen the schedule. Um, and, you know, the, the, we, what we do know is that, you know, what... what we are expecting is that we won't be playing the associate teams um we we will only be playing the the the, the teams who are who are one division below us uh, as far mm -hmm. as as far as i remember so i'm expecting that our our schedule will be um lancashire twice uh, manchester twice halton and chester twice uh, right, that, okay. That's what we're expecting. And you say you say um, you say that um, all the all the Prem North teams obviously all got in a room. How 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 was your your stance on obviously no travel kind of received? Was, was it agreed? You know, was there any other uh, again not don't need to name teams or, or or in particular people, but was there any contentious just you know thoughts or decisions or you know was was there someone at the other end of the sphere saying oh you know just run, run it back as normal and and away we go. So the, the 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 feeling the it was a discussion in the room. So it, it there wasn't any uh, strong opinions either way. Uh, uh, you know, the, it was it was an open forum to discuss things. Um, I, I felt as if it was a supportive discussion. Um, we came to a consensus at the end of it, um, and we took on board everybody's opinion. And that might sound the political answer, but that really was how, how it mm. how it happened. And uh, we. We took everybody's opinion on it, and uh, in the end, we came to that conclusion that the, the answer was regional. But we had to make sure that we uh, protected. Uh, we did. We did. We didn't. We didn't. What we protect the sport. We didn't want it to be that. Um, you know, the we didn't want to see the blowouts. We didn't want to see. Um, you know, um, top-notch uh, quality against against lower division. We we did not. We did not want that. So. You know, we discussed how we, we might be able to to use uh, use use the time wisely to to work with uh, our rookie players, rookie you know rookie coaches, and and uh, and use this use the season to build on for for a better twenty twenty two season. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, just touching on that, like I say, you mentioned it at the start, it's a good analogy of it being kind of a full, a full start this year, and then and then building back. What, what, how do you see the, the the sport in general? Obviously, take COVID out of the equation. You know, say we go come go back to the end of twenty nineteen. Obviously, you know when when twenty two twenty twenty two comes around the corner. Where where do you see you know the, the, the state of the sport in this country? Obviously, you know we had the recent um, NFL Academy that's coming in, and and is obviously starting to churn through players as, as they've signed up register and, and then you know kind of off they go as yeah, dedicated kind of vessel for for players that want to to to, to play the sport where, but where do you see kind of 
Britball and you know obviously we've got the European countries have a have uh, yeah these countries out there that are kind of semi pro and you know yeah, professional and all the rest of it. Yeah. Where do you where do you see us ranking with, with the rest of the rest of Europe and you know what can we kind of do or in your opinion that, that to kind of bridge the gap a little bit because I think considering that we're the ones that get you know the NFL games and we get the academy yeah we, we don't necessarily know too much about what goes on in Europe but uh, from from your perspective where 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 are we at how good are we in terms of talent and is it top two top heavy do we need to introduce things to help you know bring the middle teams up a bit or the lower teams up a bit what, what, what are your thoughts yeah it's interesting i, I think that that it, it seems like there's a postcode lottery in in some sort of ways isn't it it, it feels like if you're in an inner city you might do all right if you're not in an inner city if you're not in an inner city you might not so as much mm. I, I i'm not experienced enough in in the uk in Baffa to to really have full insight on that. I've, you know, sure. like I say, I've only been around the sport six years on and off, and I can't claim to be an expert at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But but what I what I money talks at the end of the day, doesn't it? It, it really yeah. does talk. I, I mentioned at the beginning how how we're currently asking players to pay to play. Um, yeah. And what what people in Europe are able to do is actually to pay players. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know that's 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 the model that works and uh, uh, but you know i i'm i'm quite cynical that we'll actually ever get to that point until grassroots changes um sure. yeah. and that is investment in grassroots uh, it's not been long since sport england have recognized american football as a sport if i remember correctly um i think it was not so long ago when i started the sport where we couldn't we couldn't rent a field in in a council because we weren't a recognised sport, um, yeah, yeah. you know, we couldn't get we couldn't get Sport England badges and stuff like that, which is obviously mental. But um, yeah. you know, we, I think in that case we are relatively young, and uh, and we we're obviously sending players off to the NFL. We're obviously sending people off to CFL and uh, and abroad and stuff. So there's definitely talent there. We've just got to find it and hone it, um, and that's that's why that's why we. We at the Nighthawks are, are seeing this and are wanting to to be able to develop that by trying to find the footballers, you know, the footballers that could translate into and soccer, you know, the the, the soccer yeah, players, yeah. you know, yeah. that can translate into football and and the rugby players who want translate into American football and and so on. And um, where I see it going, I can only see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, yeah. like the NFL yeah. has. The NFL in the UK is relatively young when it comes to the masses. Um, I could only get see it getting bigger, bigger and bigger, and we've seen that this year in the Nighthawks, where uh, the 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 numbers that we've recruited is double what we recruited recruited in previous years. Is that COVID related? Possibly, but um, the interest is there. Yeah, yeah, and I say, you know, I think it's just going to be a case of, you know, you know, we've got people like George Reynolds obviously going off and in, in, in was it the CFL and. Um, uh, the, the name of the team he joined escapes me at the moment, but you know, you, the more the more couple of people that trickle through, you know, the more interest in you know where they came from and the, you know the grassroots side of you know because everyone loves a story and yeah, it's, it's a, certainly certainly is a, a case of, of money talks, but yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get there sooner rather than later. But yeah, again, I think and, and the, where we stand, you know, in the middle of 2021, I think we're just happy to <laughs> to be able to get back on the field to, to be quite honest. But, uh, but um, we'll, we'll round off there, Andy. If you, anyone in, in the most 
Merseyside area or, or, or maybe on the outskirts of, of Merseyside that you know wants to maybe get in, in, invest or come down watch training you know watch your games and uh, or get involved somehow with the Nighthawks do you just want to give a, a shout out to how people can get in t- contact with you or the Merseyside Nighthawks on socials and all the rest of it yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find us on our website at www.merseysidenighthawks.co.uk, um, uh, which will be updated later today, Tim. Um, uh, they can get, get in touch with us through uh, social media. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Please just directly message us and we'll point you in the right direction. You'll probably end up talking to me, to be fair. Um, and we will support you to get involved in the club however we can. Um, we are really keen to to use this season to set a platform to have our adult adult contact teams sorted so we can then introduce junior teams. So if anybody's interested in in getting involved sometime in the in the near future in under 19s, get in touch. We'll have you uh, ready and raring to go by that time. Um, and that's the same for anybody who wants to to come down to help support the, the coaching of these clubs and uh, obviously everything requires investment so if anyone wants to to help us get to the point where we have an under 19 team uh, get in touch via those the, via those outlets for sure yeah and as i say we'll, we'll double down that obviously say if you, know, you want, we'll we'll obviously have a space for you you guys on our website as well so yeah 410yards.com and then just go to the britball pages and you, you'll find out more about how, obviously how we want to help merseyside and where you can go again if you want to go and get involved get in contact with andy but that will round us off very nicely andy obviously thank you to yourself for uh, taking time out from uh and i say thank you for all you've you've done obviously over the last 18 months from from a from a, a professional uh, standpoint as well so um i bet you're glad that we've we're coming well say lights at the end of the tunnel but obviously fingers still crossed at this point but yeah i bet you're better to see uh we're coming to the end of it hopefully yeah absolutely i mean football's back guys you know that that's that's the important thing for me i i it was only four weeks ago i was doing my first first coaching session and i couldn't shut up the rest of the day because i was just i was just buzzing yeah. you know yeah. and i know there's plenty of people up and down the country doing the exact same thing so yeah. i'm delighted to have it back yeah, and yeah, and say don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube, subscribe to our, you know, follow us on on Twitter at Full Ten Yards. We will, like I say, we'll be doing a tour around the country as well, visiting a lot more teams and a couple of obviously teams. Yeah, you know, we yeah our announcement, uh, you know, a couple of teams that we are helping sponsoring uh, per month, and you know, obviously yeah, getting if you are a player out there or you're someone that wants to get involved in coaching or officiating, don't forget to go and check out our our uh, find the flag scheme where you can you, know, you can sign up and register and potentially we can help you pay for courses pay for your, your level ones your level twos officiating your uniform all that kind of stuff as well so if you do want to get involved there are there are people out there there are teams out there that you know it's very an inclusive sport and there are people out there that want to help you do that um but yeah 14 yards.com for more information on that we will like i say we'll be back uh, very soon indeed we're joined by another team uh, that we are, we are sponsoring uh, to find out how they're getting on with covid how they're getting back to football so until then we uh, until we get to I've, I've sort of just butchered that that sign off. Uh, I can't remember what my sign off was now, so I'm going to do this bit as well. Um, what was my sign off? Yeah, anyway, join join us next time when we will do this again for the game. <laughs>